Stories of the Bible, the prodigal son. This is Jesus, who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He healed many people from their sickness, performed many miracles like calming storms, and even raised people from the dead. Jesus taught everyone about God's love. All kinds of people would come to hear Jesus speak, including tax collectors and people who made bad choices. This made the Pharisees and Jewish leaders mad. They didn't think that Jesus should be around these kind of people. So Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, um, excuse me? I want my share of your estate now, before you die. Okay. So his father agreed and gave his son his inheritance. A woohoo! A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings. See ya! And moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. Huh? About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land. Aw, oh, man. And he began to starve. Hey, you! He convinced a local farmer to hire him. Thank you. And the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the food he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. Finally, he said to himself, at home even the servants have food enough to spare, and here I'm dying of hunger. I know. I will go home to my father and apologize and ask him to take me on as a servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. Sir! His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. All right, yeah! Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. Huh? Hey, you! And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. Woohoo! All right! Party time! All right! Yahoo! The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. Oh, man! But he replied, 
All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after wasting your money, you celebrate by giving him a great feast. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. In the cartoon we just saw, Jesus told a story about someone who was lost and then found. In fact, he told three stories about lost and found. One was about a sheep that went missing. Do you remember on Friday when Jimbo lost his gorilla and went out looking for him in the hairdressers and then in the local shop and then finally found him in the Malago? Well, Jesus told a story about a shepherd who looked for his missing sheep and when he found it, he was really happy. Then he told a story about a woman who had lost one of 10 coins shown. Hands up, who's ever lost their phone, their keys, their wallet, their purse, or some money? We've all done it, haven't we? Some of us do it every day. And there's relief when we find that precious thing. But the longest and most important story was the one we just saw the cartoon of about the two sons. So there were two sons, one who was lost far away from home, and one who, even though he didn't know it, was lost at home. And it's that story we're going to focus on today. Now, boys and girls, I don't want you to shout out the answer to this question. Okay, I don't want you to. So if you need to put a hand on your lips like that to remind yourself, do it. Or sit on your hands, because I'm not going to ask you. All right, here's the question, and I don't want your answer. If you want to tell me afterwards, you can, but not out loud now, because it'll embarrass your mums and dads, and possibly you. Here's the question. What is the rudest thing you have ever said to your mum or dad? That's why I don't want to know. What is the rudest thing you have ever said to your mum or dad? I wonder if you can remember it. Well, in this story, the boy is extremely rude to his dad. He pretty much says, I wish you were dead because I want the money that you have for me right now. And amazingly, the dad actually gives him a massive bag of money. So he gives him the money. I wonder if someone gave you 100,000 pounds. If your numbers came in, mums and dads, what would you do with that money? I wonder. Well, for him, it was like he got that big bag of money, and what he did was he just set off to a distant land, and he blew all of the money. Here we are. We'll catch up in a minute. So he's, there they are. There's the bag of money, and then he heads off to a distant land, and he blows all of the money. So what is there? He actually wastes it all. And Jesus tells the story so we understand two different types of people. And one, this first person, is someone who's just living to have a good time. He just wants to be happy. He just wants those around him to be happy. And he doesn't think about where the money's come from. He just wants to enjoy himself. I wonder if some of us are a bit like that. That's really what our life is all about. We want to be happy. We want those around us just to have a good time. And we don't really think about God and where all the good things that we have come from. 
It doesn't even, we don't even stop and think about that normally. But in this story, something goes badly wrong. The guy runs out of money, and at the same time, a famine hits the land, and he hits rock bottom. He winds up in a situation where actually all that's left for him to do is feed the pigs, and the pig's food even begins to look good to him. Hands up who's ever been to a farm and seen the pigs. I know some of the little ones even know the pig sign. I've seen them doing it, where you rub your nose like that. A pig. Well, I've flown to a lot of farms, and when I was at school, we used to have a pig bucket where leftover school dinners and pat lunch got put in the pig bucket, and then the farmer used to take the pig bucket away. And you know what? Never once did I think, hmm, I hope they save that for tomorrow because that looks delicious. Never. But this guy was so hungry, even the pig food looked good to him. He'd reached rock bottom. I don't know all of you well here today. I don't know if life's going really well for you right now, or if actually it's quite hard with the recession coming in, with prices rising, with health issues that people are facing, with bereavements that people have been through. Life, sometimes through no fault of our own, we can hit rock bottom. This guy made some bad choices, but he also lived at a time of famine. So it was tough, really tough for him. And he was then faced with a choice. Shall I stay living in the pig pen with the pigs and be hungry, or shall I go home? But his problem was trying to think, how will my father react if I go back having wasted all of his money? What kind of reception am I going to get? So he makes up a speech in his head about what he's going to say if he comes back. He thinks to himself, I won't say, can I please join the family? I'll say, will you give me a job? Will you let me work as one of your servants? And then he starts to head back to his dad with this speech running through his head. I don't know if you've ever had an argument with someone or you feel like you've let someone down. In your head, you make up what you should have said or what you will say if you get the chance. This guy's going back, head down, knowing he's in trouble. And yet, the amazing reaction is this. His father is actually looking out for him. And while he's still a long way off, his father comes to him. In fact, my favorite verse in the whole Bible. I've read this quite a lot of times, and this is my favorite line in the whole lot. It says, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. His father was just delighted to have his boy home. And so if Jesus finished the story there, that would be great. We'd have a happy family reunion. But you probably saw on the cartoon at the end, the older brother wasn't pleased to see his younger brother home. He was just really cross. He felt like his brother deserved to be punished. His brother had done wrong. He deserved to be in trouble. But instead, his father forgave the boy and did amazingly kind things for him. And we're left at the end of the story with this older boy basically saying to the father, you've got it all wrong. You don't understand what you're doing. I'm the good one. I'm the one who you should give good things to because I'm good. And there are some people who live just to enjoy themselves and they just want to be happy and they want those to be loved, those they love to be happy. There are others who basically deep down, if you say, I'm a good person, I follow my rules, I love my kids, I look after my old parents, I, I, I'm responsible, I'm not like people who waste everything. I'm a good person. And actually, at the end of the story, what's interesting is we don't know what the good person decides to do. Jesus ends the story 
He doesn't come back in. The elder brother just, we, we don't know what he decides. We know the younger one who was really bad is back in the family. We don't know what the one who thinks he's good enough on his own does. We're not told. So how is it then that our hearts can be changed so we become part of God's family, that if we're lost, either because we're living for pleasure or because we think we're good, how do we come into God's family? In a way, that's the whole purpose of adventurers, is explaining that. And here's the thing. It's because we have an older brother who we've been telling the children about who's nothing like the brother in that story. He was wanting people to be punished and justice to be done. And Jesus instead came. And Jesus came, and we've been telling the children this week to die on a cross for our sins. For all the times we live in this world as if God isn't there and doesn't care. For all the times we rely on our own goodness. For all the times we take the good things God gives us as if they're ours, not gifts. Every good thing you have is a gift. Even the breath you take is a gift. And Jesus came into this world to reconnect us with the God who made us. And he did it by dying on the cross. Another verse in the Bible that I love is this one, which tells us what real love really is. It's going to be up on the screen in a minute too. It's from a letter called Romans, and it's um, the eighth verse of the fifth chapter. It says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is an amazing thing. And at the heart of what we believe, It's an elder brother who left heaven to come to earth to live as one of us, to live a completely um, amazing life of love. And then he laid down his life on the cross for people like you and people like me so that we can know that welcome that the youngest son had when he came home. There is freedom through knowing Jesus and knowing him is to know the greatest love of all.